Thanks for joining us for another great message from Futures Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to futures.church. And now for our message. We are going to start a brand new series called The Promised Life. The Promised Life. And we want to, at the start of this year, uh, we've been talking about praise and I'll show you the connection in a moment. We want to help you to build your year, but even more so, to build your life on the promises of God. And it's something so powerful to find a specific or a number of specific promises that God has just for you. Not just a general one, not just a fleeting hope, not just, oh, let's just see what God does this year. Do you know you can build your life on a promise from God. Now, I haven't seen Abe and Cheryl yet, but I do know Rolly and Bernie C are here, who we love. Come on, who loves Rolly and Bernie C? These guys are. And, and last night, their youngest son, Jed, got on his knee and proposed to the beautiful Maddie Lazudin, who's coming to the 11 a.m. or maybe in Mount Barker with Jed this morning. I don't know, but it's happening. You've raised a young man who loves God, who hears from God himself, who found, who found the woman of his dreams, got on his knee, asked him to marry her, asked her to marry him, whatever it is. <laughs> Gotta get that right. And in a short time, whenever it is, they're gonna make vows and promises to each other. And those will be important vows. They're vows before friends and God. But even, and well done, raising such awesome boys. As I recognise, your boys are incredible how they follow God and honour you and go on great adventures in their life. And uh, not an easy thing, but you guys are amazing. You know, even those vows we make, they make one day on their wedding day. While we do our best, at our very best, they're imperfect. And we want to talk to you about how God's perfect promises can't be undone, you can rely on, you can have faith for, you can go beyond hope and you can build your life on a promise. Come on, who's waiting on a promise from God? Lift your hands. Who wants to hear promises from God for your life? God is speaking and God has spoken. And we wanna do this just after doing a praise series because what praise does, praise comes first, what it does is it opens your heart into, the, into a place of, uh, re, uh, of good soil because praise leads you into the presence of God that softens the soil so the seed of God's promises can go in and you can see the fruit of God's goodness in your life. See, God's Word is filled with so many general promises that are true. However, God wants to give you and your family specific promises for your life. Special promises for your life. The Bible is filled with general promises and they are real and they are true. But can I say, don't just build your life on all of them. Build your life on the ones that God specifically gives to you. What is a promise? A promise is an offer with a guaranteed result. A guaranteed result. It's an offer. It's an offer that you have to accept and you have to receive. Do you know that? 
You have to receive the promise of God. Not just hope God knows what He promises. You actually have to receive the offer from God. But when you do, it is a guaranteed result. Phil said this earlier. Eh, eh, no one else can offer you this. Can I say, even a good parent can't offer a guaranteed result. Even a, a financial advisor, a counsellor, a teacher, a, a, a politician, a pastor, a doctor, cannot offer a guaranteed result. The only one that can is God through His Holy Spirit, amen? See, everything we build our life on in our faith, in our Christian faith, is based on a promise. I mean, we live this life based ultimately on the promise of eternal life, amen? We, base our, we build our life on the promised Holy Spirit. We saw that in the disciples. We trust the promise of God that He will never leave us or forsake us. That no matter what we're going through, I have this promise that He is Emmanuel. So many people say, where is God in the most difficult times? I find it's the other way. I don't know how to get through the difficult times except for knowing that God is with me always. And a promise that He will turn it for His good. That He's working it all together for whose good? For His good. Now, God's Word is built on over 7,000 promises. There are 7,000 promises in the Word of God. I mean, sometimes people are like, I just don't know what to get out of the Word of God. Read God's Word to discover His promises. However, what we wanna show you in this next few weeks and intentionally keep coming back is that God wants to give you and wants to remind you and wants to promise you something specific for your life. See, a promise from God is a gift and a gateway to a supernatural life. He doesn't want you to live an ordinary natural life. Come on, if you wanna live a supernatural life, the gateway to a supernatural life is getting an offer, a promise from God with a guaranteed result that causes you to move and live in, not by natural thinking, not by just circumstances, not by just what someone else taught you, but God wants you to get a promise from Him that causes you to live a supernatural life. In fact, I, I teach my kids, right, that when they're praying to ask God to speak to them, because I'm trying to guide them in the way they should go. But as my kids grow up as teenagers and as young men, they need to get promises from God for their life. Not just promises from dad, they need promises from God that set them up. They need encounters in their young adult years. They need encounters in their young family years. They need encounters in their later years that remind them and give them the seed of a guaranteed result from God that goes way beyond what anyone else could tell them because He wants to lead them for the rest of their life. It's the exact same for you. You are a child of God. And like any good father, He wants to give you still today a promise that doesn't allow you to wander backwards, doesn't allow you to wander around in circles, but moves you forward in faith in a supernatural way towards a promise of God with expectation. Amen. He wants to give you a dream and a vision. Which is why Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says this. We, we know this verse. It says, Before I shaped you in the womb. This is God speaking. I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had 
holy plans for you. If He had holy plans for you, that means there are promises from heaven that are available that He made and created and intended specifically for you before you were born and now we have to search them out. He had divine promises, holy plans for your life. Did you know that? So my question is, have you gone to God recently or in the past have you gone to God and got a promise for your life? Have you built your marriage on a promise from God? You can. Have you, when your kids are going through difficult times, kept reminding God of His guaranteed result that you received, you accepted His offer from heaven that said, I am gonna hold them in faith because I've got a promise from God for my kid's life. Have you, when it comes to your health and your finances and your future, are we just reading through, hoping one lance? Are we, not, are we just requesting and hoping? Or do we have faith that is built on a promise from God? I believe God is faithful. I believe His Word is true. But I also believe He had a holy plan for my life and your life. And you and I can build our life on promises from God for me. Have you forgotten the promises of God? Has He given you specific ones in your past that you've forgotten? Has He given you a scripture or a word that you're no longer repeating and reminding to your spirit to keep alive? How, are you still waiting today? 2 Peter 1 verse 4, and says, because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature. You live a supernatural life because of the promises of God and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. See, sometimes we want what we want and our soul wants what others have. And we think if I can just get, then I'll be, dot, dot, dot. But we actually end up thinking like the rest of the world thinks. And there are certain gifts and graces and blessings that God wants to give you, but not just based off what the world says, but what your Father in heaven wants to bless you with. Amen? Sometimes a, a promise is a bit like a balloon. That if not, the truth is that there's nothing wonderful about this. But we just know all it needs is a bit of breath. All it needs is the Holy Spirit to come and say, this one's for you. And all of a sudden, you've seen how balloons work. All of a sudden, what is formless and lifeless begins to take shape. We talked about last week, week childlike faith. Have you ever noticed the balloon doesn't follow the child, the child follows the balloon? <laughs> this is what the promises of God are meant to be like, that there is a specific or specific promises for your life that the breath of the Holy Spirit is breathing into. You just have to get a hold of them and let them lead your life. But the truth is, <laughs> life takes the air out of our promises sometimes. Can you know what it is to not see that promise fulfilled yet? Everyone say yet. yet. 
or to see what looks like a different pathway or a rejection or a failure of that guaranteed result happening in your life. But, but I thought I'd be better by now, but the doctor hasn't said I am. I thought God promised me that blessing, but I haven't seen that blessing yet. He gave me a word over my kids when they were younger, yet they haven't come back to us or to God yet. And you're holding on, but it feels lifeless. You're not following it anymore. It's lost. It feels like it's lost its air. I remember um, after we had Jackson, and, and, and I totally get some people have walked through, many people have walked through much more difficult circumstances and, than what we did, but uh, we, we experienced within a, a, a year or just over a, a, a couple of miscarriages. And, uh, and you know, one, but one of specific, specifically was quite a long way on. And, and, and I remember that breaking us both, but, but that really, really hit chance. And the reality is often life's traumatic experiences, experiences they, they do, we're gonna be able to admit sometimes we're discouraged. <laughs> why would... Why would, when Joshua takes leadership of a nation, the Lord's through Moses and the Lord say four times in two chapters, be strong and courageous, except for the fact that we would lose our courage. And, and we all get disappointed. And it's okay to admit at times we're disappointed because life is disappointing, except for a hope we have in the promises of God. And sometimes empty promises or what feel like unfulfilled promises leave us with a broken heart. And I remember we're doing this journey, and, 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 but I remember after the, the, second, the second time, God gave Shana, and she said, shared it with some of you girls, uh, a picture of our baby in the future. We were praying, and she was praying, and God showed a picture of, of what we know now to be Geordie. And this boy, right, was fair, he was blonde, he was light-skinned, dreamy kind of boy. And my background's Chilean and Shana's background's Greek. I mean, we're hairy. We're, we're you know, we're, we're not blonde. We're not fair. Like that's, that's not who we are. We're not dreamy. We're, we're dreamers, you know. It wasn't our reality. And I remember Shan's, I remember Shan's uh, getting this picture and she's like, I feel like God gave me a picture. And I always discounted it. And I remember one time an ad came on TV and she goes, that baby on the ad's like the picture of the baby that God showed me. And, and it made no sense, but it was a picture she knew came from God. What was it? It was something that felt deflated and God came and breathed life into it. And, and what happened was in the middle of her distress, she just had something to hold on to. So that meant, can I say, I'm not just trying to leave. That meant she, every time she got deflated, every time she got discouraged, she went back to praise. And she had this prayer. I I will have a whole and healthy baby in Jesus' name. I remember all the time when she was discouraged, I will have a whole and healthy baby in Jesus' name. Even just before Geordie was born, we thought we'd lost him. And she was praying, I had a healthy and whole baby in Jesus' name. I remember when Geordie was born, he didn't breathe for like six to eight minutes. And I remember her laying there crying, I will have a healthy and whole baby in Jesus' name. She had praise on her lips because she had a promise in her spirit because God, even though... The the situation felt deflated. We didn't want to build it on hope. We had to build it on faith. So we had to get a promise from God. Can I show you, a lot of you have seen Geordie, but this is my baby Geordie, right? Look at him. If it, if it wasn't a promise from God, I'd, anyway, I just like, 
He's different to us. But he looks like a blonde, fair-haired, dreamy, beautiful boy. Why I say that is that when God gives a promise, He does not lie. So when you're waiting on a promise from God, don't run, don't hide, don't get bitter, keep holding on. Sometimes this thing feels like it's gonna float away and you gotta get a tight grip on it and you gotta keep on praising and you gotta keep on delighting and you gotta keep on believing and you gotta keep on standing in faith because life happens and options will come and there will be distractions that feel good, but they're not God's great and people will let you down and other people won't appreciate what God has promised you and they'll try and pop your dream and take the air out of the promise and they can feel like false promises. I mean, like, do you ever get a phone call? You're like excited. Someone loves me. They're ringing me and you answer and it pauses for a minute and they're like, hello, is this Josh Greenwood? And you're like, yes, it is. What do you have for me today? And they're like, I've rung to talk about your electricity plan. And you're like, before you can even get a word out, now they're telling you, I tell, I've got something good for you. I can tell you who you are, that you are this company, this company. Because if you just listen to me today, I'm gonna give you something that will change your life. But here's the thing, I'm not taking that call. If I'm honest, thank you, I'm not interested, hang up. Because I'm not listening. I'm not changing everything based on, and they're wonderful, bless them Lord. But I'm not my life and my future on a promise that doesn't have a guaranteed result. And sometimes we feel the promises of God are like someone ringing you, wanting to change your electricity, wanting to change your future. It's not how God works. Numbers 23, God is not a man that He should lie. Some of you need to get this in your spirit today. Genesis 28, 15, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. You might be wondering, by the way, maybe this is Old Testament. No, the promises of the Old Testament are true. While the Old Testament tells the story of how we get to the principles of the New Testament, you can still bank your life on the promises of God and the nature of God that you see when it describes who He is. Psalm 1830, as for God, His way is perfect and all the Lord's promises prove true. Come on, if you believe it this morning, just begin to give Him some praise. Come on, if you're waiting on a promise, why don't we just thank Him today? Because He's going to do what He promised. The question is, do you have the promise? Is it written down as a vision that you can run after? Make it plain. Write it down. Get it in your spirit. Get it on your lips. See, a lot of people live with hope and hope's great. But also hope deferred makes the heart sick. But we don't live by hope. Absolutely, absolutely, we have hope. The Bible talks a lot about it. But the gap between hope and faith, which releases God's miraculous power into our life, is a promise. The bridge between Shan's hoping for a child and praising in the in-between was that she was standing on a promise from God that led us to our miracle. The way we go from hoping it's going to work out to standing in faith is you need to get a specific 
promise or remind yourself, and I feel this some people today, you still haven't seen all of God's promises fulfilled and we've stopped repeating and talking about and reminding God of His offer. We need to remember His promises. The Holy Spirit downloaded promise that comes from the throne room into your life. And you're never too young or too old to get one. Do you believe it? So then what happens is from hope we get a promise, but let's be real. There is often a time gap between the promise and the fulfilment. Have you ever found that? I've found God does not move quickly. This is how God moves. And some of you are like, God moves slow. No, I don't think God moves slow. I've heard that lots of times, God moves slow. I don't think so. I just don't think He moves quick. He does this, it's like this. It's, this is better language, I think. It's like, wait, 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 suddenly. <laughs> it's not slow, 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 go. Like that feels like God stopped. It's wait, 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 suddenly. And it's not that God was slow or stopping is that God operates all the way through Scripture and all the way through our lives suddenly, amen? So Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says this, one of my favourite verses. These things I plan, God, I won't happen right away. Slow, I just said He doesn't slowly, but anyway. He, anyway the, slowly, steadily, surely. You gotta be real. The time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. And if it seems slow, thank the Lord that it comes around. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will, everyone say it with me, surely. Someone's been saying maybe. Some of us have been saying probably. Some of us have been saying eventually. But you need to get a surely in your spirit. You gotta have a surely spirit that says, surely they will come to pass and they will not be overdue a single day. Do you believe it today? I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, I had prophetic words about going into ministry. I felt, I knew God called me into ministry. I felt like even if it wasn't God's plan, my parents convinced God. And... Uh, and he, and he complied. I remember I just messaged uh, Pastor Russell Evans this morning because it's 20 years since Planet Shakers started. And I remember being a, 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 a student um, standing just down there where, Kim and, where Kim's sitting. And, and, and I remember God calling me to ministry. And, and, I, and I remember the Word. It was a rhema word. We're gonna teach on that. It was a rhema word that changed my life. So then I finished school and, and you get to the end of school and you've done your best and you're like, what a big thing to decide what are you gonna do now? How, how is anyone meant to know what you're meant to do for the rest of your life? Like only God, right? So I'm like, do I, do I go into ministry? Do I go into uni? And, and I felt God say, not yet. So I went and studied a degree. And then I thought at the end of that, I'll go into ministry. God said, do another degree. So I did another degree. And then I thought, here we go, ministry. And then God, God I felt, not yet. So I went and got a job. And, and then partway through working through that job, suddenly there was like four 
churches approach me in one, like, in one little season, and I don't even know where from, interstate, interstate saying, hey, we'd like to offer you like a youth pastor or a kids pastor position. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the doors are opening. Yet in my spirit, I heard God say, yes, but not yet. I mean, I was, so, but I'm like, all I heard was like, yes, and, and, and so I'm like, yes, because uh, they're yes, right? And, and, and I remember I'm talking and getting ready for this and about to make the change. And I, I had one night off, uh, uh, off, I was a volunteer in the church, but I just said, anyway, uh, and I was always in kids' church, and if I wasn't in church, and I was in kids' church, and I had one night off kids' church where I ran a team, and, and uh and I, had, and I was dating Shans and she was at Enfield Baptist Church around the corner. And one night we said, we're gonna go to Edge Church in the city. And uh, and went to Edge there. It was in like where the way where showgrounds are back then. And I sat three quarters of the way back. I was wearing a cap, wear, you know, not anything, just hiding. I reckon I walked in a minute late. I've learned since then, guys. And and, and I sat there and the, the, the preacher got up and he said, before I, I, I speak today, God gave me a word for someone. And he said, uh, I know where you're sitting, I know where you're wearing, and I know the word for you. And he got off the stage and he walked all the way to the back, down the row, pointed to me and said, you, would you stand up? And I'm like, oh, here we go. God's gonna tell me, it's time. Here we go, step into ministry. He said, God said a simple message. Yes, but not yet. Stop fighting, listen. In his time, it'll come to pass. And he repeated it again. Yes, but not yet. Walk to the front and preach the word. How's God? And so I was like, surely God, when I want it to happen, it's going to happen. In God's perfect timing, God brought it to pass. Now, that leads us to these questions, why slow? Now, we'll talk about some of these in the next weeks. But can I say, firstly, God wants you to partner with Him in this journey of life and faith. I wanna show you, in the, we're gonna show you in the next few weeks, Pastor Tony's gonna open this up in the next few weeks. How do we know that God is speaking to me? Now, 7,000 promises in the Word, but do I base my life on all of them? Yes, but there are specific words and we wanna show you the difference on how to know the difference between a Logos Word and a Rhema Word. How to know when God speaks to you through the Logos, through the Word of God, but that then suddenly jumps in your spirit and to not just go, oh, okay, I had a feeling, but to be able to see the evidence and the proof that God is speaking to you because you can, so that you can make that the bridge of faith that you stand on between the promise received and the promise fulfilled. Do you wanna hear that in these next few weeks? God wants to speak to you. Because you can be certain. Because imagine if you're in a forest. Imagine if you're up in Kaipo or Mount Crawford and you're in the middle of that forest in the dark of night and you don't have Google Maps. I don't know how people lived before Google Maps. Like, you know, well, to, that's why so many marriages are strong, because you made it through driving. And uh, <laughs> if like, there's like the internet goes out, like pray for the next generation of marriages, because uh, we, if we have to use maps, it's over. Like physical ones, that's a thing. And, uh, but imagine if you're in the forest and it's dark, and if you don't have maps, how do you know if I'm going deeper into the darkness or I'm getting towards the light? How do you know if I'm just wandering around in circles or not? How would you know if I'm going deeper into loss or I'm walking towards the breakthrough? You gotta ask yourself, 
If you're in the middle of a place that you don't know how to get out of, which way is out? You don't wanna risk. If you're dependent, if your life is dependent on getting out, you, you don't wanna risk just trusting your gut. You need a compass that leads you out of that darkness. That is the rhema promise of God for your life that stops you from just wondering and searching and hoping and just trusting that if I find it, I find it. If I don't, I now live in a forest or I just live in this mess or I just keep on going with those generational things that have been passed on to me. No, you need a rhema promise from God. That is the compass. That is the Google Maps. That is the way that leads you out. It doesn't just transport you out, but it leads you step by step, step on the promise of God in faith to get to the death destination that God has for you and your family. Amen. The promises of God are what allow you to reap what hasn't been sown. The promises of God are what allow you to say, hey, I shouldn't have, yet God loves me. My Father loves me so much that He has a way of moving me beyond my natural circumstances into a supernatural situation that gives Him glory. It's not about how good your kids are. It's about how good your God is. It's the promises of God that'll get them there, not just what we put in them. That's a huge part of it, but it's what God's promised over them. So you need one. There are general promises, but there are specific ones. I mean, every character in the Bible, just about, you go through and look at this. Like Noah, God doesn't just lead him to a good idea. That's crazy. He gives him a promise to save him and his family that he will see it through. I mean, Abraham, didn't you, he led him on a journey, he said, go to the place I will show you. I mean, some of us are just going to the place. You may not know exactly what it looks like, but you go to the place that he'll show you if he gives you a promise for your family and your future. Jacob, I mean, Jacob, when Jacob thinks it's all over, God comes and gives him dreams, gives him prophetic words, gives him promises about his future. I mean, Joseph, Joseph gave him a promise about his leadership and his gift on his life. Moses was literally the promise of a promised land that he lead his people to. David had a promise over his life when everyone else left him, when he was the forgotten son, yet God had a promise for his life. Solomon had a promise over his life, over the success and, the, and what God would give him. He asked for wisdom and God said, I promise you even more. I mean, Hannah had a promise about a child and Hezekiah had a promise about his health and Zechariah had a promise about his future and even the criminal on the cross had a promise of eternity. The, de the disciples had a promise of the promised helper, the Holy Spirit. How much does God wanna give you a promise about your future, about your career, about your children, about your marriage, about your health and about your life? God gives promises, amen. So two reasons and I'll finish. Why does God give promises? One, for clarity. For clarity, the promises of God are designed to engage you in the process of maturing. No matter your age, God still wants to mature you. So He will lead you in a promise so that He can fulfil what He wants to do in you, not just give you something. He'll give you clarity through His promises so that you'll get on the divine right path. Because let's be real, it's hard to know what the path is. Now, He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. 
The road's not wide, the road's narrow. So while I trust in Jesus, how do I know which path to take when I'm looking at, say, two options? When I'm making decisions for my life? When I'm trying to hold on my last bit of holding on to that promise? How do I know which is the path to take? Because when you have purpose based on His promises, He'll show you the path. See, He promises to help you see, which is why for Abraham, he had to get him to the edge of a tent. And for Joshua, he had to get him to the edge of camp. And for Elijah, he had to get him to the edge of a cave. And for Moses, to the edge of a mountain, because they were just looking at all their stuff. But he had to say, no, just get to the edge of yourself. Get to the very end of yourself. And there, hey, look at the stars. You're in your tent, Abraham, looking at an empty promise, looking at an empty crib, looking at the unfulfilled desire of any natural husband and wife. However, I need to get you past that. I need you to look at the promises. What was it? It was a rhema word. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God Himself saying, hey, every time you see this, this will remind you, I promise you'll be the father of many nations. See, you've got to move from your reality to His to get clarity. There's some things you shouldn't just, like, who are you going to marry? Get a word from God. Now don't, I mean that when you're with them. Like, you know, like, don't go tell them I'm going to marry. It might work, you know, but don't be weird. But I mean, but what are you going to do with your job? Uh, big decisions in your life. Moving, like, uh, get a word. And He will speak if you ask. And He will fulfil it. Do you believe it? So first thing is, is clarity. And the second reason we need a promise is confidence. About October last year, we felt God say to us, and, and, and not felt, I want to say it's so stronger. I knew God said, sell your house. And we talked about it, we'd wondered about it, thought about it. God, do we, do we, no, don't we, do we, don't we? But it was like, okay, one day. And then it was one day where I had, and, and I had a, know that I know that I know, the Holy Spirit said, sell your house. I've got something better. And I said to Shantz, it's a good, a good way to test it. I feel God spoke to us. We're gonna sell a house. We're in a month. We were going to the US, being with the team there. A whole bunch of things were happening. So we realised in one month, we had to clear all seven years of stuff and longer than that, really. We had to prepare the home. We had to tidy the home. We had to paint the home. We had to get a broker. We had to get an agent. We had to get the photos. We had to get it online. In four weeks, we turned our life inside out. Not because we're crazy. Not because we like the chaos. Maybe I do. But, but, but it was on a promise from God. We came back, did four inspections, bang! God sold our house for an amazing price, way beyond anything we could ask, think or imagine because He's faithful and true. However, while we saw the beginning of the answer to our promise, we, we also were like, we don't have a home. <laughs> and, and you sell a home high, you, you buy a home high and, and we're believing something better. So now we're suddenly like, oh, now we're homeless. So we start, We had a long settlement, but we started looking for homes and, and everything was so dear. We, we had areas we believed for and prayed for and we're looking, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking and we rejected or rejected or failed. I went to auctions and, 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 you know, was the guy like, first bid, oh, I'm out. And, you know, literally, that was seriously how it went. And, and one auction we went to, right, the guy had seen us a few times and, you know, the guys that are at the end, like, we're out of here. And, uh, and he said to Shana, what are you after? And she described what we're after. She goes, what areas? And she said, these three areas and uh, that we'd like, we'd like whatever, right? She was specific though. 
She rings up a, a, a couple of weeks later and says, there's a house off market. They, they don't want to go to market and we're just going to take a couple of people through. Do you want to come? And we're like, we, we're interstate. So we sent Shana's mum. Now, a week before, Shana's mum, who lives in the area, was walking around the area near there and, and saw this house. Didn't know it and went by and went, Josh and Shana need a house just like that and prayed over this house, right? Prayed over this house and, uh, and said, God, she didn't say that house, but a house just like that. Well, we send her to go look at this house and, uh, and, and she rings us before they even walk in and go, it's your house. And we're like, send us photos, please. And she's like, no, I haven't even gone inside, but I prayed over this house like a week ago that you get a house just like this house. Well, a couple went through and, and, and so we, we put in an offer and they rejected the offer, right? It was, it was nowhere near. And so we just upped it a little to what we could do because they needed some, a couple of renos and stuff and, and, uh, and, and they rejected that. And we left it a week, just before Christmas. Well, New Year's Eve, Eve, uh, we wake up in the morning and we're like, we're gonna go pray over this house. <laughs> so really quickly, we walked on the land because Joshua, everywhere you set your foot. So, you know, I don't know if that's trespassing, but uh, we did. And uh, we went and walked on it. And then there's a park across the road. We went to the park and then we just claimed it from afar. Okay, so, uh, and then the next day, Shans gets an idea. I'm at the gym and she hits me and goes, Josh, I'm gonna write them a letter. I'm like, what are you, you're gonna write them a letter? And she's like, Josh, God promised us a house. We need this house. What I didn't tell her is that morning I was laying in bed and just praying, right? I was looking out the windows. A tree I always look out sometimes when I pray. And, and I remember saying to God, well, God, we haven't got a house. We're gonna have to get a rental or something lesser. And this is gonna be embarrassing for you. This is literally, that's my conversation with God, right? I'm like, because I'm like, you promised it and now it didn't work out. And I'm at Jimmy Shine goes, I'm gonna write him a letter. So Shans wrote them this letter, put a photo of us on it. They had a dog door, talked about a dog. We're local pastors. We love your house. We wanna make it a home. Our family's there. We believe it's ours. If not, we're gonna move on. But we're asking you to consider one more time the offer we put in. This is what we can do. Will you accept it? And we, had, we rang the agent and said, hey, would you put in this? He's like, what? I'm like, will you give him a letter for us? He's like, if you won. An hour after giving the letter, the agent rang us and said, you wouldn't believe it, they've accepted the offer, the house is yours. And tomorrow we move out of our house and we're homeless for two weeks and then we move into a new one. And I tell you all this, right? Because sometimes in the journey of faith, it feels like madness, except for... There is a promise from God when He gives it that you stand on, that no matter how illogical or irrational, that you can say all of His promises are yes. And what we do is we utter the amen. It's what 1 Corinthians says, is that He says the yes and we discover what He is saying yes to. It's not God, you say yes to my things. It's you say yes to what you promise. You say yes to what you see. And then we utter the amen. We we discover it. So has God made a promise? Yes. Does He mean it? Yes. Will He still do it? Yes. Is there still a way? Yes. But once He gives you a promise, you need to move. You need to say, I'll move. You need to say, I'll give. You need to say, I'll respond. You need to say, I'll progress. You need to say, I'll praise. You need to say, I'll believe. And then that act 
active decision to respond to His divine promise because He created you with a holy plan, gives you faith to stand on and faith gets the attention of heaven and gets you one day into your promised land and your fulfilled promise. Amen. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son Jesus to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that His death could pay the penalty for my mistakes and my past and His life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did and when you invite Him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what, the past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the Word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you wanna know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you, and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.